Okay, people, up next on Just for Sport, I give props to the Prop Network's Joel Walkowski. That's right, he's joining me on the show. If you haven't seen his content, he's on In Action, he hosts that show, and also is on Pile It On, both on the Props Network. Now, he's a funny guy. You look at his Twitter handle, he says he's a former Lions tight end and a New York street ball legend. Never seen any of those two true when you Google it, but you know, he's a funny guy, he's a comedian. That's what he does. He has a little fun and we have a little fun because his true love is hoops. So we talk NBA bubble, who has the best juice, the best shows or media content that we're seeing from the bubble. Of course, this is the Props Network. So we talk about who has the best chance of winning it all and where you might find the best long shot, the chance to make money on this NBA championship. So here we go, just for sport, for the Props Network. In three, two, one. All right, Joe, thanks for joining me. I really appreciate it. How are you doing out there in beautiful Arizona? I am doing well. I'm out here soaking up the good energy in Sedona, playing two hours of basketball alone on top of a mountaintop every day. <laughs> I'm really growing inside and out. You were How hoping you? to maybe you were hoping to get in the bubble, huh? That's why you're practicing for two hours because they they having so many cases. Eventually, they're going to start calling other players to come in. I know, especially like Brooklyn Nets. You want to have a little area representation. <laughs> I know I am a renowned Brooklyn basketball player, and you know, just to put it out there, I did make a post this morning. If you know me. Yeah. I put on the Big Walkowski basketball tournament every September, and I had to postpone it this year, obviously. So to make the postponement announcement, I did utilize the help of Mr. Boban Marjanovic. Yeah, yeah. And he, he recorded a message postponing the tournament. And uh, <laughs> God bless him for being on Cameo, offering to record messages in English. In English, because <laughs> Boban. We will get to him later because I feel like he is a darling of the bubble. Everybody's enjoying watching whatever Boban's going to do. But let's start with you. Uh, you're a comedian. Uh, you went to USC. You're on the Props Network doing in action, it on. Uh, how much have you enjoyed being a part of the Props Network? And what is it like trying to come up with new content every day? Because I know it's not easy without sports, but you do a wonderful job. Yeah, and I, I love working at the Props Network. I'm so grateful to meet Sam and Kyle and all these wonderful collaborators. And I do kind of feel like in terms of the Props Network, like you're the angel on someone's shoulder. No, no. <laughs> and I'm I'm the devil. You've you've got like you've got insightful conversations with Karan Butler, Michael Wilbon, and me. I'm doing I'm having Donnie pretend to be Michael Jordan making stuttering jokes. So we're trying to represent the full spectrum. Yeah. And so the funniest thing about that is I don't consider myself to be a funny person. Even my wife sometimes says that I always have dad jokes or just bad jokes. And so I respect immensely comedians and people that are funny. And you're funny. You're funny. The guys are funny. The guys you have on are funny too. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, we've, and that's the thing, like all the, I've been doing comedy for a long time, 10 years. You can see the hairline yeah. I'm older than I look. <laughs> but, um, I've done a lot of sports comedy and uh, it's kind of a unique niche. So there's no place to put me except Barstool and politically I might not fit in there. <laughs> so luckily we met Sam and you know, my backstory is I made a lot of sports stuff with some good collaborators, made some stuff for Comedy Central, but just kind of kept making it on my own. So like, yeah, yeah. when it comes time to like, 
you need to make something, you need to make it funny. It's like, at this point, I've got, I think I've got about as much experience doing this as anybody. Yeah. And the thing is, I hope that you keep grinding. I mean, you look at uh, the comedian, Sarah Cooper. I feel like nobody really knew who she was until the, the, the Trump videos clicked and now she's blowing up. One day, Joel will blow up and I'm going to say, oh, remember when, Joel? Um, and I would start putting out this just the sport over and over. But for me, I've gotten what I wanted. I, I get recognized at Detroit Lions games. Excellent. I, I work um, with a really talented group of people. We put out this web series, NFL Fan Therapy. So I'm like a Lions fan who's like, yeah. the Lions are the best franchise in sports, which is my actual viewpoint. And uh, I, I get recognized for there, and it just makes my day every time. So as long as the Lions fans like me, I'm good. You're golden. Okay, okay. So it's funny because you do love football so much, but you're a basketball junkie. What was yeah. one of your first experiences that, that made you fall in love with the sport? Well, basketball was actually my first word because I've always loved the game. And I'm, <laughs> I think it'll be my last word because I'm pretty sure I'll get killed over a gambling debt. <laughs> basketball! <laughs> No, I grew up and I, I was terrible. I had to go to like physical therapy because I was so uncoordinated. Yeah. I always loved it. Couldn't make my high school team. But then I moved up to SC and I wasn't good enough to play in like the, co the club games. Co-ed leagues, yeah, yeah. So I started playing with the dudes around like South Central and Compton. And it just, I kind of like found my way as like a Charles Oakley type. Like, yeah. I'm just going to give you rebounding, just going to give you toughness. And from there, I've been playing on, like, pickup in New York and L.A. for about 15 years and just slowly getting better. And now I play, I coach, I put on the tournament. And I love basketball, but basketball, we'll get into this, has yeah. been very good to me. Maybe you and I, we can be in the remake of White Men Can't Jump. You be Woody Harrelson, I'm Wesley Snipe. We'll go out on the court and try to get some money. Uh, honestly, that might be my best financial prospect right now. <laughs> <laughs> favorite okay so if you're a detroit lions i take it you're a detroit pistons huh bad boys more recently detroit, when you talk about the pistons basketball, huh? yeah, riff hamilton ben wallace yeah those are my guys but my favorite one the guy who start steered the team towards success and ultimately kind of held him back because he was too good too soon was tayshawn prince Ooh, tayshawn what a hot take Absolutely, because, like, he can defend one through five. And, like, players with that body type, they never translate to the NBA. Like, she, like Austin Day washed out. But Tayshaun, he had that left-handed hook. He had those defensive instincts. And, like, yeah, I love the ultimate glue, guys. That's what I try and bring to it. And, like, that's kind of my rule is when I play – I don't know if you – do you have a sport you play? Yeah, I play basketball and tennis and football. That's pretty much my three sports. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a very serious basketball player, but my number one rule is I can only wear your jersey when I play if I can do you justice on the court. <laughs> so how many, how many jerseys do you wear then? Okay, Tayshaun Prince? I, I can't do Tayshaun because I'm not fast enough anymore. I got Amon Harrell. <laughs> what? Got it. Absolutely. Okay, that's where we're going. I'm going to rebound. I'm going to give you energy and I'm going to run the pick and roll. Well, I, I wear a Andre Drummond. Okay. Andre and, Drummond. 
And then, you know, I am a Michigan boy, so I got to represent Draymond Green. Oh, I knew you were going to say Draymond Green. Oh, he's the only one that I feel like does not deserve to be in those Beats commercials. Like, nah, you're not on that level. You're not, you're just not on that level. People hate on Draymond because he's such a polarizing figure. But as someone who just loves basketball, the season he just put together. A single triple, a single triple, right? Yeah, it's like, it's such a lost cause, but there he is. He's the motor of this team. He's turning around Andrew Wiggins and like just this spark plug that can do a little bit of everything. And also he's turning him around like, wait, we're going this way. We're going, wait, we lost again. Oh, wait, I thought I was coming to Golden State. What What's happening? Yeah. And then, you know, I also, I, I'm sure there's pictures of my penis on the internet and I talk a little bit too much <laughs> trash. <laughs> like, I'm fine. I, I, I try not to talk to Like, you have to punch up. Yeah, but yeah. One time, like, the worst guy in my pickup game insisted on guarding me two games in a row. First game, it's fine. But the second game, you I – You had to give it to him. Yeah, and I gave him up to 21. I scored 15, and I wow. talked after every basket. And yeah. you can't apologize for talking shit on the basketball court. It just sounds worse, like, hey – um. I'm sorry I called you a bitch 37 <laughs> times. <laughs> I didn't mean it. You're right on that line, Joel, where you know you get the wrong player guarding you, and then, then it's, you know, well, you know from Detroit what happens next. And, and you know the last jersey I play, and you know the guy who I was raised to become, Bill Lambeer, baby. Yes, yes, Bill Lambeer. I loved it. I love Bill. Bill and De Well, Dennis Rodman was my favorite because I feel like he was the first one to – make a huge superstar-like career off of just rebounds. That was like his big thing. Yeah, and those, those teams are so interesting because if you look at those rosters, one through nine, like in terms of role players, you probably have some of the goats. Like Yeah, yeah, Rodman, Vinny Johnson. Woo! Yeah, Vinny Johnson's probably the best sixth man of all time. For mm -hmm. him, he could have been an NFL fullback, and he was a third guard behind Joe and Isaiah. Yeah. So, I mean, you have Isaiah, best pure point of all time. Not because Magic, like, okay. a little too weird. Like I got you. He could play center in the finals. It's like yeah. not quite point guard in terms of height and everything. Yeah, Magic was LeBron a little bit. Just a little bit mm -hmm. of do everything. Not as much defense, but Isaiah's the best pure point. And Jordan Rodman, said he was the second best point guard ever in the NBA, right? In the last dance. Yeah, absolutely. Because, like, I – and, like – Let's let's sh shift gears here a little bit. The way ESPN has continually dragged down Isaiah Thomas's legacy is going to give me an aneurysm. <laughs> I, I don't know if you saw this, but like the the all time rankings yeah. list they put out in conjunction with the Last Dance, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they put Isaiah Thomas thirty first. Yeah, and the beauty of how they are disrespecting Isaiah is you had to hear his voice, or you did hear his voice, all throughout the documentary, because he was the color guy for most of the Jordan finals. And so it's funny <laughs> to hear Isaiah being the one there all the time talking about Michael Jordan. I'm sure that had to just great on Michael that he knew he'd have to hear about Isaiah and hear Isaiah. Yeah, and like 31 is fine, but like the best player on two title teams in either the first or second best era of NBA talent ever. Mm -hmm. No, thank you. Like for you to put him below a guy like Allen Iverson, who I respect, but like no titles. 
no titles. And what Isaiah did, changing his game away from individual stats mm-hmm. to, like, mm-hmm. suit the team purpose, like, that's something that not a lot of players had the ability to do, and only the truly great ones pulled yeah. that off. And I also think it is amazing that whether players want to say, yeah, I was a part of that. I know Jordan, there was this raw video that came out that showed that he said, I don't want Isaiah on the team, but that also really hurt him. The fact that he didn't make that Olympic team, it was like a disrespect for a guy who led a team to back-to-back NBA champions. How can you not think of him? And Jordan had to say, he was, he's the second best point guard ever. Like, come on. Yeah, and I, I feel that. I, I, I feel like the Isaiah argument has been kind of beaten into the ground. But while we're here... Let's do Isaiah, it. Isaiah got snubbed for John Stockton. Dominique Wilkins got snubbed for Christian Leitner. That's yeah, got to feel yeah. far worse. And all he did was beat MJ in a dunk contest. Yeah, That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty bad. I mean, I never understood even back then. Like, wait, why is one college player going? It just, you know, was it internship? <laughs> That's what we're doing now. USA Basketball is giving away internships. Uh, let's shift gears a little bit. Best live game you saw, like you were there, you were like, this is NBA basketball. Um, well, I got to say, seeing Russell Westbrook in his triple-double season was incredible. There was a day that in Brooklyn where it was – the game was hit by a blizzard. I got some cheap tickets. And, like, mm-hmm. to see him operating at that level was truly incredible. I think he's the best player to watch live. Yeah. That's funny because the first game I saw of Michael Jordan was a blizzard game in Atlanta. And, and they were like, yeah, a bunch of people weren't going. I was like, well, I'm going. Like, come on. Yeah. It's Michael Jordan. I'm going. Um, okay. But how about college? Just uh, an aside. Are you a Swaggy P, Nick Young, USC fan? Yeah, but, like, we all know that, that, that run to the Elite Eight was keyed by Taj Gibson. Okay. And – if we're talking about weird experiences at NBA games, I was a Brooklyn Nets season ticket holder for a long time, and I figured out how to sneak down without fail. Like yeah. 49 out of 50 success rates. My favorite time, I was sitting next to like Taj Gibson's entourage. <laughs> and they, they look, no exaggeration, like the old WWF Legion of Doom. They're wearing like head to toe red and black leather he's playing for the bulls at the time so it's very on the nose (laughs) that's pretty funny uh any other stories that you care to share about your life because i feel like you know as we move later to social media account i feel like yours would be good if they let joel into the nba bubble absolutely because basketball i swear to you has been so good to me so i was this brooklyn nets ticket holder and they, this was the, the lowest of the low period. Boston had all the picks in perpetuity. And mm-hmm. I went to every game, and the Nets decided to reward me. So they fixed every sweepstakes. So I won, the ga- won them. <laughs> so the Nets sent me on an all-expense trip for two to Barbados. Wow. And then they, there was 90s night, so they had the snick couch from Nickelodeon yeah, under yeah. the basket. Yeah. So I watched the whole oh, game oh, there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was it was great. And like yeah. not people are going to hate me. I'm supposed to come off likable. I'm a funny guy. But my girlfriend's uncle owns a small percentage of an NBA team. Okay. So 
once once a year i get a birthday wish like my oh. make a wish i get tickets so i've gotten to go two times and the first time i didn't know like this guy's a billionaire i didn't think i'd see see him there yeah so i wore like a full-length fake fur coat <laughs> and they actually showed me on the jumbotron because they thought i was macklemore <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny, Joel. That's really funny. I hope you have a picture of that one. I do. I didn't. I didn't say. I'm getting yelled at. I didn't say the team. <laughs> well, come on, yeah, bring her on. Bring her on. Come on, she's got to no, say. This team. Gabby. You, you, Gabby. Come. No, she, can I say a team? Yeah, say the team. Say the team. It, it's the Celtics. Um, oh, Boston. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and it's 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 really fun and like they, this family. They actually love basketball like crazy so like it's hard to be around wealthy people but we have that in common so like yeah dude at their house they have boston garden built what yeah oh i gotta see pictures of this yeah, I'll, I'll send you some pictures and this is crazy i probably shouldn't say it here but i i was i was left alone in a room with a super bowl ring <laughs> and you and put I it was on like, what I was like, what's, what's, what's somebody not done with a super bowl ring so <laughs> I, I put it in my mouth <laughs> I was just like, I got to do something. And that's what something I did. Unique. You know, it's it, funny because like the only thing exciting happens is ever with the Stanley Cup. I feel like you don't, you know, like, come on, we got to get more traditions with the NBA trophy, uh, you know, uh, the football, like you say, in the Super Bowl, Vince Lombardi trophy. Come on, we got to do more with it. Yeah. And, and we know the NBA. We know the shape of the, of the Larry O'Brien trophy. Are, we, <laughs> are you really telling me a bong isn't out of the question? Oh, <laughs> no. Come on, we, my, you need some reason for Michael Beasley to get back in that it's bubble. A, oh, poor Michael Beasley testing positive for coronavirus. That's so sad. Everybody's That's so sad. testing positive. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to the league. Another thing we'll get to is the actual predictions. But before that, uh, have you been following – what's your favorite social media account as you've been following the NBA? Let's first start with players because you're going to decide which one. But I like JaVale McGee. Uh, Dwight Howard has done a really good job. Uh, Matisse Thibel has like a legit yeah. documentary he's putting uh, from the Sixers. Matisse Thibel, shout out to him. Patrick Beverly's not bad, and everybody's going to follow LeBron, but I feel like he doesn't, he can't be in this. Yeah. You know what? I always kind of like, even though he's sitting out, I do generally not bubble related, but I like Spencer Dinwiddie's perspective on things. Okay. Okay. It's got to be Tybal, and it's not close. Like the dude is turning this experience into film school. Yeah, and hopefully yeah. he does. He's doing such a good job. They're probably going to let him hang around even after his team gets bounced in round one. They have to, right? It's, he's going to get his own channel eventually. You know how many jobs are going to be lost because they're just going to say, "Oh, Matisse Tybal can just do it for you." <laughs> it's just that's what's going to happen with the yeah, NBA. Yes, strap a GoPro on the dude. Fire yeah. some cameramen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a team. Do you have a favorite team account that you follow? I feel uh, like the Sixers are pretty. Can be pretty good. Uh, Atlanta Hawks are my favorite, although they're not here. But they're not good. Sacramento Kings are always a fun follow, and you know I know things have kind of changed, but gosh, it De'Aaron Fox just seems like the best guy in the world. Anything yeah. he's named in is great. But, you know, it's, it's hard for these accounts to compete with, like, the independent people who are just such idiots. Yeah. 
like <laughs> i and they're not beholden to anything so i i have my insiders reporting on the bubble lebron's mm -hmm. very upset he doesn't have the right water there yeah. and um <laughs> He's trying. He, listen, LeBron, as it has been really reported, is that he's trying to live like everybody else. And I don't know if that's an insult to say, oh, well, I'm not bringing my shelf, my chef and my masseuse and this and that. I'm going to try to live like the other NBA players. Like, no, I think we should all just be on the same level. I mean, most of them have similar money, at least compared to the two of us, they all have similar money. Yeah. I mean, maybe you can listen to my investing podcast. We'll, we'll join up with them. But I, I do think that's the coolest part about LeBron is he's always been so willing to be one of the guys. Like, it's such a mark of him as a special person that, like, his favorite teammate probably isn't Wade, probably isn't Anthony Davis. But I think it's, like, Zadrunas Ilgauskas. <laughs> Zadrunas. I remember him. I remember him because he didn't want to play for the Wizards when I worked there. Um, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Yeah, I remember he got drafted when I was at basketball camp when I was eight, and they had to say, like, hey, we're not kidding. The guy who got picked is named Zadrunas Ilgauskas. <laughs> and this is before Euros changed the NBA for the yeah. better. <laughs> you were like, this is April Fools. Oh, no, this is June. But, okay, it seems like April Fools. Um, are you – are you following, because my favorite also is NBA bubble life. I don't know if you've seen it. It's not a former player. I can't even figure out who he really is. But NBA bubble life has the best kind of summary of what's going on, so much so that TNT and Bleacher Report kind of had to take his video and try to make it their top five of what's going on in camp. Uh, anybody else that you're following outside of a player and a team, media representative? And there's no Woj, which is kind of sad. Hopefully he'll be back soon. No Woj. He's, he's on the right right track i think Woj will be reinstated because realistically the espn needs Woj more than Woj needs espn like he is his own media empire at this yeah. point what NBA, he said to the senator the nba and espn really can't say to him like no they need you yeah I, i'm good let me text sam to see if i'm allowed to agree with him or not <laughs> <laughs> you see you see if you are uh, litmus test. Who gets to talk hoops? I hope you've enjoyed it with me. But what is this test of yours of who you really respect to oh hear what they have gosh. to say? I, I can't believe you're going to call me on this. And I've, I shat on the guy earlier. But I feel like if you really want to have an intelligent conversation with someone, you ask them, hey, who is better, Tracy McGrady or Allen Iverson? Oh, and my like, gosh. Apologies to Iverson. He had a great run. But like... McGrady at his peak was incredible. Anyone who was there knows beyond a shadow of a doubt how special he was. Yeah. The, okay, so here's my thing. I think that he is amazing. I take height into consideration. What Allen Iverson yeah. did at pretty much six feet is amazing. He, he dominated not just basketball, changed the 76ers, took him to the NBA Finals with – even though he wasn't at the time, but an old running Dikembe Mutombo and an Aaron McKee. Like, Allen Iverson was the guy. And yeah, but why did he have that supporting cast? Because he could have changed his game to incorporate Jerry Stackhouse. Jerry he Stackhouse. had all these scores there, but he didn't do any change. And, like, just for mastery of the game of basketball, like, McGrady was the perfect offensive player, the likes mm -hmm. of which only like Harden and George Gervin have approached. So yeah. 
I just think he's a very unique cat in NBA history. And like Iverson means something to so many people. And I get that. But if we're talking hoops, let's judge it on the hoops. The thing that, the thing that I always ding and not so much Tracy McGrady, he and Vince Carter, who just retired, amazing career. If they had stayed together, this maybe would have been Toronto's second championship that they won. Absolutely. And Vince, while we're here, I don't mean to shit on every oh, 2000 oh, babies. No, every ch- no. What? Vince Carter's had a great career. He adapted, but he's the only NBA superstar to be credibly accused of fixing a game. And that doesn't sit right with me. Okay. There, there's multiple reports of when he was trying to work his way out of Toronto of him giving plays to the Seattle Supersonics at the end of a game that they proceeded to lose. Mm. So I see that story. It's like, that should be brought up first paragraph. And it's a shame to see him lionize that way when I kind of think he's the Pete Rose of, of basketball. Wow. Okay. Uh, that is a bold prediction, a bold, a, a, a bold label for you to say he's a Pete Rose of basketball. I'm, I'm definitely rounding up there, but I've done the receipts and, there's some smoke to follow up with. Like, I, I will post the, the, news, the newspaper reported on this back in the day. So I think it should follow him. And, like, you know, the dude also never maximized his prime like all the other great guards of that era. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he was modifying his game to become a jump shooter when, of, like, mid-ranges. And it's not like Ray Allen yeah. where – it served a huge purpose. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm offline. We're going to talk more about this. We got to learn more, but let's move on. Let's first, I'm going to start with some headlines. Oladipo says he may come back. He may decide to rejoin the team. Harden has shown up. So that's a good thing. Jokic looks more fit and trim for Denver. Uh, unfortunately for the Kings, Harrison Barnes just tested positive for the coronavirus. Uh, Simmons is talking about changing his game for the 76ers. Uh, before we started this, you know, a couple of days ago, we already talked about Giannis, the Lakers, and the Clippers. Uh, let's talk about your predictions for who will actually win the NBA championship because it's not easy. Um, and the team I am rooting for, because I love long shots, I want to see the Pelicans make some noise. But who do you have in your team futures to win it all? Um, well, the team I, I – since this is a gambling podcast, I must advise that the team that I'm, I think will win the title, doing their future isn't the way to do it. So okay. I really like the L.A. Clippers for a variety of reasons. I think playoff basketball is so much tougher. And with four and a half months to heal Paul George, mm-hmm. I think it – like playoff basketball comes down to – how do you generate tough shots and what's your perimeter defense in the lineup of Beverly Kawhi and Paul George could be the best perimeter defense we've seen in the NBA in quite some time. And if I'm going to double down there and talk about how they generate looks like the Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell pick and roll is one of the most surefire buckets in the NBA. And as they get down the stretch, they're going to be able to do that and alternate it with Kawhi and Paul George in isolation, like that's a pretty hard recipe for to beat. And like Mm -hmm. their biggest competition is the Lakers. Yeah. Great team. But if there were two people who could guard Anthony Davis and LeBron, you would pick 
out of everyone in the NBA, probably Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that that's my argument. Are you a Lakers guy? I'm not really a Lakers guy, but but I think that they have uh, they're at plus two forty. I think everybody's picking them. I know even it's the sentimental pick with the passing of Kobe. I think people aren't talking enough about the Milwaukee Bucks, but I think uh, as you say, uh, the Lakers are plus two forty, Bucks are plus two fifty. I do think the Clippers have the best chance to win it. I legitimately picked them as the team that I think will win it. But for a long shot, I said the Pelicans at plus 1,200. I know that's probably not possible, although they would love to see Zion in there. But the other team, I think, realistically may have a shot. I like their talent. I like that they're a young team and they're at plus 1,700. It's the Boston Celtics, huh? Speaking of the Celtics again, maybe, maybe you'll be able to sit courtside uh, or if, you know, maybe at the NBA Finals in the future, not the bubble one. But maybe the Celtics, I think in the next three to four years, if not this season, that will be the team that you may be talking about with all that young talent to win it all. I completely agree with you on the Celtics. And I think with the East, there's three contenders. It's going to come down to coaching. So you can put Toronto, Boston, Milwaukee in a hat and really pick one at random. Mm -hmm. I think they all have equal chances. And I get the Lakers trying to win a title as a tribute to Kobe. I think every guy in the league is trying to win a title as a tribute to Kobe. But we all know Kawhi Leonard does things his own way. So that was actually his helicopter pilot. So while the entire league's trying to win one for Kobe, I think Kawhi is going to go out and win one for his pilot. For his pilot, for the helicopter pilot who passed away. RIP. I mean, yeah, like he has a personal connection. It's just like, it's always so weird and different with him. I'd expect nothing less. Let's just hope he doesn't have that bad laugh at the end of it if he does mention the pilot. Uh, but the thing is, you can pick the Clippers and the Celtics to be the NBA Finals matchup at plus 2,000 on DraftKings. So, you know, that might not be a bad play for you, Joel. You get to get, you know, kind of a family team in there, and you get to get your Clippers in a way to win some cash. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to have futures on – I'm not going to bet the Clippers until they get in that series against the Lakers because then I think you'll be able to get them, like, plus 220 because the Lakers are such a public team. Okay. But in terms of futures, I think the Celtics are obviously a great choice. I would buy them to win the East. Okay. And then I also like the Houston Rockets because wow. I'm genuinely rooting for them. Yeah. Yeah, Russell, fun team to Russell, watch, Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, I mean, if he can't get over the COVID. He can't, but, like, I don't really want to be going down the line in, in 30 years having to hear the same Russell Westbrook and James Harden jokes I've heard already. Yeah. Like, those, those dudes are so good. I hope they get a ring. I don't want them to be, go the way of Carmelo or George or Charles any of the Barkley. great offensive players. I mean, yeah, it's a shame. Charles Barkley, they still talk about, oh, but he didn't win a title. Like, oh, man. But he was, he was great for his size and what he did with Phoenix and the Sixers and the Rockets. Speaking of the Rockets, Charles yeah. Barkley was on one of those teams. Okay, yeah. speaking about your Nets, you can take them at, pl- at minus 10,000 to make it to the playoffs and plus 2,100 on the nose. <laughs> Which one are you taking? <laughs> No way. No. <laughs> Dead team walking. Everyone stayed home. They did. Like, it's, it's going to be the Karis LeVert and Joe Harris show. But 
on a, I, I'm not going to bet him to get in, but on a game-by-game game basis, you'll be pr- pretty successful if you bet the Nets when Kyrie Irving sits. I yeah. noticed this early in the season. There's just a little pep in their step. Yeah. The only thing, and, and, and just not to totally go on that, but Kyrie Irving, I feel like not that he doesn't deserve some of the, the um, criticism he's getting, but I do think that team will be completely different when he gets his true sidekick back in KD. And next year, I feel like you're going to see a different Nets team, provided they could both stay on the court and, and be healthy. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, but. I'm just stunned. Like, did I hear you refer to KD as Kyrie Irving's sidekick? Well, because I think, I think, well, not sidekick in that true. Like, Kyrie's better than KD. So you're right. I shouldn't have used those terms, but just like. His, you know, Batman and Robin, like the two of them, the, the, they're going to be a team. And I think they can kind of change the narrative of the Brooklyn Nets, who I think have kind of not really lived up to expectations this year, even with your expected Karis LeVert and Spencer Dinwiddie to step up their game. Yeah, I mean, whatever happened with Kenny Atkinson was weird. Yeah, I'm sure there's too. another Godfather out offer out there. And we will probably never know the full story. Yeah. But I, I feel like I'm the, the world's only Kevin Durant fan. And it hasn't <laughs> sunk in that he's playing uh, two miles from my house. Yeah, no, it hasn't. Like, you the have the guy. About... Yeah, and like the Warriors thing, like, sure, I get how it's the tr- you're trying to win a title on your own, but the dude went and became the best player on the best team of all time on mm-hmm. the biggest possible stage. He outdueled LeBron James twice and it wasn't particularly close either time. So the dude deserves credit. And like my favorite subplots to watch moving forward are how, who's going to end up with the better career when it's all said and done Kawhi Leonard or Kevin Durant. Mm, Cause I, okay. I see one of them, because whoever gets the next ring is going to get that jump into the, like, bird magic kind of level, yeah. I think. Which so, and we talked about this before the show, too. So explain where you think Kawhi is going to end up. Is he a top five player all time if he wins it? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I think he is. Wow. I think he is. I think I, – I, I think the honest on statistics and numbers have kind of skewed our perceptions into a like weird world where Carl Malone is like a top 18 guy ever. Yeah. But um, Kawhi Leonard, he's the best two-way player in the sport for him mm-hmm. to be the best player on three different title teams puts, I don't, nobody matches that resume. I'll take that resume over LeBron's to be yeah. perfectly honest with well, you. LeBron, not six, not five, not four. I'm only at three, but I, <laughs> I'm working there. Well, but that's a, that's a funny thing. Cause that's a race because here's the thing. I think if you're right, if the Clippers win, then he bumps LeBron off that list. But if LeBron yeah, wins, Kawhi- he will have won three titles with three different teams too. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's there for LeBron. I think in LeBron, you know, I, I think is he's not going to move the needle either way. I don't have him catching Michael Jordan and depending on the day, I'll either take him or Kareem, even though mm-hmm. it's a little bit before my time, but these guys, it's just, there's so many variables. And like, I think it's, 
incredibly possible we'll look back in 10 years and be like, yeah, why were we debating like LeBron versus Jordan when it was Kawhi versus Jordan the entire time? Wow. Okay. Okay. So who are your top five? Let's say Kawhi, let's say Kawhi is supposed to win it. Let's go over your top five. Uh, um, if he wins it this year, yeah, I'm going to be honest with you, Jamoke. I, I have a top 50 written in my phone that I always edit. <laughs> well, the nerdiest thing in the world. 50. Okay, let's yeah, go top. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let, let's keep working. Let's start with top five. Then we'll do six through 10. That's what we'll do. Okay, so it's clearly, it's Jordan, LeBron, Magic, and... Oh, my God. Just this... easy. It's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Will. Yeah, Kareem. I, I'm I'm debating between Wilt and Bird for the five spot is my debate. Bird for five. I I put a lot of value on how good the teams were in the That's 1980s. That's because your fiance is right there. Yeah, you you might be right. <laughs> but like, okay, because you love the 80s teams. Well, I just think like the level of talent pre-expansion. So like, yeah, okay. There were around 24 teams in the league and they all had a very good eight-person rotation. Mm-hmm. And, like, I do think there is something to that level of vision uh, that Magic and Bird and LeBron had. Like, to have guard skill at a different height is the most special skill you can have on a basketball court. So here's my next thing. How is the first Celtics not Bill Russell? The first Celtic has to be Bill Russell. I mean, the number of championships alone – Absolutely, but I also I weight the eras, and there were eight teams, eight teams. for a lot of that. There yeah. were eight teams for a lot of that title reign, and how many other Hall of Famers were on his roster? Okay, and also like coaching matters so much in basketball. For them to have the only good coach in the entire profession for his entire career, I think that counts. Okay, I'm gonna put you on the I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Do you know where Red Auerbach started his career? Pittsburgh. I, no, <laughs> close. I'm, good, I yeah, I'm guessing because you're in Pittsburgh. No, yeah. <laughs> no he's uh, not but, the fish that saved Pittsburgh. He started in Washington D.C. Washington D.C. He, what what he, was, the, was there? He went to my high school. He was at my high school. He coached at St. Albans. He coached the first professional basketball team in D.C. They were called the Washington Capitals with an O. Then he went to Boston, and the rest is history. Did I just blow your mind, Joel? Did I just blow your mind? did, (laughs) Abs. Yeah, it's hard. D.C. DC basketball is such a rich history, and, like, you kind of hope the team gets to reflect that at some point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're just picking a pickup squad on, like, who's from where, D.C.'s in the conversation. Hey, we've had – we just – I watched the documentary In the Water about basketball country in PG County. David Aldrich was on Just for Sport with me. And we were already talking about, oh, I don't know, D.C. may have PG County beat in basketball. Oh, just maybe. If you put them head-to-head, your five from D.C. against the five from PG County, I think that uh, D.C. might just win that. Especially yeah, like- if you can add a coach in Red Auerbach on that list. Hey, if you get to pick the coach, you're in good shape. <laughs> Any last thoughts on the NBA uh, in terms of your excitement for the upcoming games when the season starts July 30th, assuming all goes well, where will you be for that first game 
and what do you want to see happen just with the season in general, not necessarily winning at all, but the type of basketball you expect to see. Yeah, and like you mentioned the Pelicans, I think every basketball fan is invested in how that franchise turns out long term. Like, you got to say a lot of great things about Zion Williamson, but these Lakers cast-offs, like, you kind of have to love the progress they've made as basketball players. Lonzo Ball has always been kind of miscast as this, like, superstar player when really he's like a Ricky Rubio if he didn't get hurt. So I want to see yeah. how that rotation gels. And I, I have a feeling that Philadelphia is going to be a train wreck. Like, it comes down to coaching. I don't – You look at Milwaukee. Look yeah. at how every bit of that offense, the tools are isolated and maximized get, to get the most out of what Giannis does. Meanwhile, I, the inmates are running a, the asylum in, in Philadelphia. You can't tell me that's the best way to use Embiid. You can't tell me that's the best way to use Simmons. And you see they're trying to trot and shape Milton, shift, bend, power forward. They're trying to do a little bit too much. And if I get Indiana against them in a, in a playoff series, I'm going yeah. Indy. Yeah. I, I, you talked about Milwaukee. I do have an issue with, I think, you know, speaking of Indiana versus Philly, I think that the, the Bucks not keeping Malcolm Brogdon may come back to haunt them at this time. Not during the regular season. You enjoyed the regular season. But come playoff time, you may wish you had a Malcolm Brogdon on the Bucks. Uh, Sixers, I don't disagree with you. I think the player that you talk about the Pelicans, them not signing J.J. Redick, I think may be what hurts them. I don't know. I'm not saying that I know inside that locker room if he was a, a, a core vet to kind of keep the team together but Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons are not the answer together. And everybody wants to see Zion. And now you got J.J. Redick on that team. You talked about the, the Laker cast-offs. Brandon Ingram has played amazing this season. And I also think that it's the young players, the young players that will make a difference when you're talking about this weird restart. Some of the older veterans, you know, they normally wouldn't be playing right now. They would be resting. They would be getting, you know, whatever rest they can to be ready for that next season. And now their body is trying to get used to playing NBA professional basketball. And I think the teams with some of the more of the younger players on it, like a New Orleans Pelicans, may be able to make more noise than you expect because of that youth. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, the Pelicans will be fun, but they do have a tough road. But you know the NBA is going to be doing everything in their power <laughs> yeah. to just like, oh – Bet on the Grizzlies not getting a call every <laughs> single game because you got to feel for the Grizzlies because they're young talent. It's not as marketable, but it's pretty intriguing. They've got yeah. – I, I, I play – I coach a lot of youth basketball, and it is – it's such a delight to see kids trying to emulate Ja Morant. And they mess up and you yell at them all the time. I could just imagine you just on the sideline just ranting and raving. I, yeah, I can, but um, <laughs> why does why does every teenager I play with they're able to do the hardened step back and nothing else? <laughs> that's it. That's it. It's so like, the thing okay, is, you, you say hardened, but I go a little further back. I feel like it was a Steph Curry that not destroyed the NBA, but 
that's all people want to do. Like, it's a lost art of having a post game, making free throws, even though Steph Curry can make his free throws. It's like a lost art. It's just like, make threes, and now let's add on to it. Take four steps from the free throw line to the three-point line to step back to make a three. Yeah, and it's like if I, I'll tell I'll tell my kids this every day. So I'll, what I'll I'll drill it. I'll I'll play one on one where I can only use my left hand or shoot threes. Yeah. And if they do a step back, I know I'm beating them. It's like you're younger than me. You're quicker than me. Why are you using your ball handling ability to get further away from the basket? Yeah. You what are you like? That. What are you like, Kramer in that karate class? <laughs> You're beating up all the little kids. Well, here's the thing. I have no one to play with. And um, my girl's uh, cousin, Caleb, he's an, he's an amazing wide receiver. He tore his ACL. He was leading the state in receiving oh, yards. Wow. Okay. So I'll give him an hour of, like, training. I'll, we'll do throws. We'll do workouts. Wow. And then as payment, he's got to play basketball against me. Wow. Okay. Wow, yeah. Joel. So you're really getting your work out there in Sedona. Absolutely. I'm. Yeah. This is – this is the only Zoom call I've worn a shirt for in a month, so you can't see the dividends as much as normal. I, uh, I think I'm looking forward to the, the next inaction if you can continue that streak of no shirts. Yeah, we got to figure out some NBA stuff, and we got to get you on. Um, yeah, we'd love to have you. I'm looking you. And forward like, to it. It was a lot of fun to talk hoops with you. Like, we have a nice little yeah. contrast here. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, Joel. Thank you very much for being on Just for Sport. I wish you the best with an action. Would love to see Powell Little on have more than one episode a month. If football can get going again, that'll be exciting. And hopefully uh, our money down on the NBA, one of us is going to be walking away with some cash. Absolutely. And if you ever get a chance to interview Gilbert Arenas, I do have some questions for him. I'll text so, him. I'll text him for you. Look, you might want to edit this out, but my buddy John Rosenberger, okay. he's a comedian in New York, and he went to University of Arizona. Oh wow! While Gilbert was there. Oh, Gilbert was there. Oh man! So there's a famous story in all New York stand-up. John gets home drunk one night. Gilbert is pooping in his washing machine, and he catches him. And Gilbert says, "Oh, sorry, I thought this was mine." <laughs> oh my, no, 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 no. You cannot destroy Gilbert. Gilbert, I love Gilbert. I feel like he was the, before Steph, he was Steph. In his, what, short time in Golden State, if you compare his numbers in Golden State to the numbers of Stephs in Golden State, Gilbert's actually, minus the NBA championships, which is a big deal, but just individually in terms of points scored, I'm going to look it up and I'm going to tweet it out and you will see it again. And I think can't even take credit for it. It was former wizard Eton Thomas that actually put the, the graphic out. And I was just like, wow, that was amazing to think. Because realistic, if you think about it, Hibachi, Hibachi really changed the game. Like he was, yeah. Agent Zero was hot. He was great. And I, I do think all perimeter, all guards in the NBA right now, they owe a debt to Gilbert Arenas and to a lesser extent, maybe Ray Allen. Ray Allen, okay. Like Spot up you shooter. Bring, you bring those guys into today's NBA, and like I think either of them are top five players. And like, yeah. hey, while you mention Etan Thomas, Etan, wonderful yeah, yeah. author, love his books. If you guys need something to read, especially on recent movements, um, 
my dad turned me on to some of Itan's books and I, I really enjoyed them. Yeah, Etan is great. And uh, I, I really applaud what he's doing now. And I know that, you know, for many of the former athletes and current athletes that are trying to speak out and talk about social justice and racial inequalities and, you know, righting some wrongs, you know, and, and I think it's important that these conversations are being had. They are tough conversations. No one wants to have the majority of them, but they can't be ignored anymore. And Etan is at the forefront of reminding everybody of that, along with his some of his most recent tweets where, you know, he wanted to talk about the entanglement between <laughs> Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. So he's also can be entertaining at the same time. So, and, yeah. and like, these are tough topics, but you can bring them up in a way that's true for you. Like, mm -hmm, I'm a big mm -hmm. goofy white dude. People know me as a Lions fan. So I was like, how can I express my solidarity? I got a Lions Kaepernick jersey. A Lions so Kaepernick like, jersey. Yeah, I'll be I hope rocking it comes that. today. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he fits our scheme. I, I think he'd be happier in Seattle, but uh, I, I'm so down with it. But just... I would support if it happened. Yeah, and, and and not only will you support, but you have to wear it on, pile it on, whether it happens or not. If there's an NFL season, when you do your first show for that next season, you got to wear it. I know. I, I am a big proponent of uh, the Chinese jersey knockoffs. DH Gate <laughs> does some great work. That's how I have such a big wardrobe for my hoops. <laughs> Joe, thank you so much. Thank I even so like much. this little addendum to our regular conversation. It was awesome. Right. Sorry about the Gilbert part. I just, we've been talking about it for years. Ah. <laughs> You're good with me, Joel. Take care. All right. Thank you. Okay, bye. All right, I want to thank Joel Walkowski for joining me on the show. We had a good time. I really enjoyed talking to him, even when we got into the Gilbert Arenas debate. Gilbert Arenas, Abachi, still my favorite. All right, I think I'm going to have to have Joel on a little bit more. Maybe when we get right before the NBA season, we'll give our picks for the first night, first or day slate of games. It's going to be a lot of games every day. And so I will be back on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, giving my picks. And maybe I'll have Joel on with me too. Thank you for watching, listening, supporting, reviewing. Really appreciate it. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, wherever you get your pod, that's where you'll find us. All right, folks, until next time, ciao for now.